Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Praise God. Such a privilege to be here with you guys. You're a good bunch of people, you know that? You're a wonderful bunch of people. Everyone say, I'm awesome. Nice to say, I'm, no, I didn't nice to say, I'm awesome. God really is a good God. Does anyone agree with that? Remember, if you're here this morning, I want you coming into agreement out of your mouth because God is very, very good. And this morning I talked about having a kingdom mindset. And uh, the worship pointed to that. And Pastor Michael, when he spoke, in the, pointed to that. And he did it again tonight. You, you pointed to what I'm about to share on. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, sir. And what I'm going to bring, and I haven't ever spoken on it just by itself before. It's been part of things, but it hasn't been the only thing. And maybe part of the reason for that is that in itself, it's too simple. How many people know there's some simple things that will change their lives? Sometimes we want the big wow, the things I've never heard before, the revelation upon revelation that goes, oh, that just changed my life, but you fast forward a couple of weeks and it hasn't changed your life. Sometimes it's a simple thing, and what I'm about to tell you when I say the statement, what God told me to speak upon tonight, you go, great, I get it. But will you allow me just to unpack it from the Scripture? Because God has shown me that this is probably one of the greatest weapons against the enemy, but is very seldom used. This is much more powerful than it sounds on the simple surface of what I'm going to say. And I don't want to add to it. I don't want to persuade you. I don't want to twist your arm. I don't want to hype you up. I simply want to just speak what God gave me to speak, and I'm going to enjoy it myself. And if you like to enjoy it, you can enjoy it. If not, God bless you, and we'll have a great week. How does that sound? And I'm not downplaying it. I'm just, I just realized it could, be, it could just fly past some of us. I get it. I get it. I get it, Steve. But I, I want to lean into it, and I want to lean into it from the Word. And this morning was just so, I suppose, big in the kingdom mindset and like, wow, big stuff and the authority and the influence and the culture. And it was me exploding and you probably walking out here going, what just happened? But I just want to relax into this tonight. And let me tell you what Father's told me to speak about. The power of thank you, Father. If you want to step into the fullness of what God has got for your life, we need to rediscover the power of thank you, Father. I've just been praying for a few minutes, and if you picked it up, I just said thank you, Father, over and over and over and over and over again. Do you know what it does? It realigns your focus. Much of our prayers is on asking God to do for us what we need. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. But I tell you where the power is, it's not in requesting something for ourselves, it's on thanking the Father. You want to get past some of the feelings and harassments that come? I want to declare over your life that thank you, Father, is probably the most powerful thing that you can do. 
because we, it's, it's so foreign. It might be a passing token thing in a, in a prayer or in a day, but just can we get really real tonight? Is that okay? How much of our time do we spend praying just about what we need and want with a focus on self? And how much, even when we do that, do we still feel bad about what we're waiting for? So I want to go to the Word of God. And today I want to talk about the power of thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, would, would you say that out of your mouth even before we start? Would you say thank you, Father? Come on, if you are thankful, if you are grateful for a Father that cares, how about you say it again? Thank you, Father. This morning I talked about the kingdom is about the authority in a realm. I talked about the fact that it's influence in a realm. How many people here this morning, just so I know, lift up your hand really, really high? Okay, a good portion of you. That's great. And I also talked about the fact that the kingdom uh, is, is about the culture in a realm. And if you were here this morning, I mentioned grace. Anyone remember that? I mentioned grace, the Greek, actually what it means by grace. We know that grace is that we receive what we didn't earn, whereas mercy is the opposite. It's not receiving what we do deserve. When we do the wrong thing and we ask God for mercy or forgiveness, God gives us mercy. It means you deserve punishment, but I'm not giving it to you. I'm actually giving you forgiveness. Isn't that good news? And it's you don't receive what you deserve. But grace is the opposite. We don't deserve anything from God because he's so good. But he says, I am going to give you, come on, righteousness, peace, and joy, and a new life. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you, you don't deserve it. That is why the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8, For it is by grace that you have been saved through your faith, not by works, so that no one can can boast. I'm not good enough. Everyone say, I'm not good enough. But thank God that that is not the requirement. It's actually by faith receiving the grace. And the grace of God, literally in the Greek, means it's the divine influence on the heart. You know that you can't say yes to Jesus unless the Holy Spirit has revealed him to you? The divine influence on the heart. That's why Jesus said in John 15, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Because sometimes we can think that I found God, I chose God, I reached out, almost like we big note ourselves that we, we approached God. No, 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 I didn't choose him, he chose me. 1 John 4 says, this is love, not that you love me, but I loved you. It always starts with God. Thank you, Father, that you sent your son. Come on, he initiated that, not you or me. He initiated that. And grace is the divine influence on our hearts that results in, reflects in the life. We say, yes, God. We start to follow God. But it's so interesting under the word grace in the Greek, I get the divine influence on the heart and its reflection in the life but out of anything it could have included, it said, including gratitude. Doesn't say including power and gifts and works and obedience. It says, no, no, no. You want to know what grace is? It's when the divine comes and influences your heart and it reflects in your life. And part of that reflection includes gratitude. 
is the only thing it mentions. That's powerful. You want to know if you've been touched by grace? You're grateful. You show me someone that's never grateful, never verbalizes, thank you, Father, and that's the person who hasn't been touched by grace. We want the power. We want to step out. I'm going to do all this for you. You can do so much for God and do it begrudgingly or do it to earn His favor. And if I do enough, maybe He'll smile on me. Maybe He'll accept me. Maybe He'll love me. Gratitude is actually an evidence that you're a kingdom-minded person. Gratitude is an evidence of a kingdom-lived life. I want to declare to us tonight that gratitude, giving thanks, giving praise, and you can use those interchangeably. Gratitude, thanks, praise. It's all an acknowledgement of appreciation for who God is. Are you with me, church? You know what I'm saying? Give me 10 steps to break through this and break through that. You, we don't need the 10 steps. We, we need to recapture. Thank you, Father. Let me go to the Word of God because that's what we need. We don't need my opinion. I, again, I read this this morning when I talked about how to be that kingdom person. If you were here this morning, remember when I said part of the how we be is that feelings don't rule. Remember that? Fear doesn't rule, failure doesn't rule, but Father rules. Do you remember that? And under the feelings don't rule, God just took me back to this in worship. I read this scripture from Psalm 43, verse 5, where David says, Why, my soul, are you so downcast? He didn't, he didn't deny the fact that he was. Please listen to me. Denying that you're feeling downcast when you're feeling downcast is not truthful. It's okay to say, I'm downcast. I'm upset. It's okay to be honest with your feelings. Being honest is not wrong. But what we do is we're honest. Sometimes just talk about the feelings and that's where the full stop comes. Even Jesus himself and Luke 22, 42, I think it is when he says, Father, if it's possible, would you remove this cup from me? God, I don't want to go to the cross, man. I, I don't, that's going to be intense. I don't want to do that. Imagine the feelings that went with that. And he asked his father, is there a different way? Maybe you've cried out, is there a different way? God, this hurts so much. But he finished saying, yet not what I want. I want what you want. I just want to say to you, acknowledging your feelings is not wrong, but please listen to what he said. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why are you disturbed within me? And then he redirects and says, he's speaking to himself. Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him. I know there's something powerful when I praise him, when I thank him. I'm not ignoring or not acknowledging those feelings, but I'm not going to stay camped at that place. I am going to praise Him. I'm going to, but I can't praise Him, Steve, because of what I'm going through. That's exactly why you need to praise Him. 
This is not mind over matter. This is not self-help. This is not bettering yourself. This is just God's way. Some things are right just because God says so. We don't like that as parents and with our kids. We don't, why, why do I have to do that? Because I told you so, because I'm the parent. We don't like that, and I get all that. But sometimes when God is the one who actually created, why does the clay say to the potter, why did you fashion me this way? No, 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 no. You can do what you want. And what's right is what God says, whether I like it or not. And David had this revelation, if I'm down, I'm going to praise him. It's not in my notes, but 1 Samuel 30, uh, 6 verse 30. No, 30 verse 6. 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. David's in a place where he went out and his army was coming against him, the, them and they fought the battle. And when they uh, came back from the battle, they were weary and they came back to a town called Ziglag where all their families and livestock had been carried off by the enemy. And the, the mighty men that were with him who would lay down their lives for him because they were in such anguish of spirit. It says that they talked about stoning David. They talked about killing David, the one that they would actually creep through. The same people that crept through the enemy's camp to get a cup of water for him were now talking about killing him, not because they were bad people, but because the anguish of their loss of losing their families overflowed in. They had to, they had to direct it somewhere, and they directed it at, at David. Can, can I just say this? Not everyone that says something terrible or acts out in a terrible way is a terrible person. Maybe they've got anguish in their own soul. Have you ever done and said stuff because of what you're going through that later on you regret it? Is that just me or is that? Let's extend a bit of mercy and forgiveness. But David is in this place literally where they're talking about killing him for and what he had done. He had obeyed God. And now they're talking about killing him. And in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says, David, it says this, And David encouraged himself in the Lord. They're talking about killing me, so I'm going to go to God, and I'm going to start to think about God. I'm going to encourage myself in who He is, this God who is wonderful. I'm going to praise Him and thank Him, and something shifts and changes. Let's read the word, Psalm 100, verse 4. I've just got a few scriptures here, and then I'm going to pass on something I feel for you as individuals and as a church. Psalm 100, verse 4. Tell me if you've heard this scripture before, or maybe you used to sing it back in the 90s. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Anyone? Anyone heard this? You know it, right? But do you know it? Do you know it or do you know it? Let, can, can, we, can we just step through the word? Can we recapture the wonder? Is that all right, church? It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. I just want to give you the word. We're reclaiming the power of thank you, Father. Enter his gates. What is a gate? It is a place of entry. A, a gate is not where you live. It's you have to pass through it into. You want to you you come into the presence of God. You want to come into fellowship with God. You have to come through a gate. And how do you get there? You enter it with thanksgiving. 
We've missed the power of a God. I want to enter into your presence. Great. Come through the gate of thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts. What is the courts? It is the place of meeting and habitation in the Hebrew. So the place of entry with thanksgiving and the place of habitation with praise. You want to dwell in the presence of God? Praise him. Thank him. Adore Him. Exalt Him. You might say, I can't do that. I can't do that. Would you keep on listening to the Word? Enter His gates with thanksgiving. I come in. Come on. I come in. Do you know what Paul and Silas did when they were beaten, when they were stripped, when they were bleeding, when they were hurting in, in the inner stocks in the book of Acts, and they were there for doing the will of God, and they were in pain and suffering? About midnight, Paul and Silas started singing praise and thanks to God. They entered into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We celebrate the result that the, there was an earthquake and the prison doors um, flew open. We celebrate the fact that the, 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 the God and his whole family got saved. We, we praise God and we celebrate the fact that that was the start of a revival from that point outwards. But it started because they entered his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And in Psalm 100 it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Give thanks to him. And praise his name. For, what does that mean? Here's the reason why. Because, for, the reason why we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Listen, even young people learn this early. The reason we give thanks to God and praise his name. Let me tell you the reason why. For the Lord is good. Not my circumstances are good. Not my health is good. Not my feelings are good. Not my emotions are good. Come on. Not that nothing is going wrong. Not that there are no challenges. Sometimes we say, God, if I can get through this, I'll give you thanks. And that's great to give thanks to God for something he's done. But I tell you right now, the power is when you're going through it and I enter his gates with thanksgiving just because he is good. The circumstances might not be good, but he is good. You want a weapon to fight against the enemy? You can do your speaking in tongues and your karabashandas. You can go and serve and you can, and so you can go and give. You can operate your gifts. Praise God. Do it, do it, do it. But none of those weapons are more powerful than thank you, Father. You are good. Right now I'm going through a valley, but you are good. Right now I'm going through health challenges, but you are good. The power of thank you, Father. Why do we do it? Because the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. And his faithfulness continues through all generations. The first reason we need to reclaim the power of thank you, Father. I told you it's simple, right? Thank you, Father. It's not always easy, but it's always possible. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's because God is good. Turn with me to First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians 5. Are you doing okay? I'll tell you right now, if you get a hold of this in your spirit, not just in your head, 
and that's fine. See, that's just, that's just whatever. If you really receive it in your spirit, whatever you're going through, I do not hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying your circumstance will change, but I say you will change. I'm not saying you'll be free from that financial situation, that relational situation, that health situation. But I tell you right now, you'll be much more free in your spirit because God does something when we come into alignment with the way that God has authored it to be. And he says, you want to come to me? Don't just come just talking about your problems constantly, but enter my gates with thanksgiving, enter my courts with praise. That's actually the start of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's that? Praise, thanksgiving, worship. Well before you get to, God, give me today what I need. Come on, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his course of praise. Have you got a challenge? Have you got a difficulty? Have you got something you need to answer? Great. I'm going to give you a 30-day challenge. And then how about for 30 days we thank God for some things? But Steve, I need an answer on this. How about we thank God for some things and let God take care of the things that you and I have been striving about for the last 12 or 25 years? 1 Thessalonians 5. 16 onwards. Before we read that, does anyone want to do the will of God? Not a true question. Do you, do you want to do the will of God? A lot of people say to me, I want to know the will of God. I want to know the will of God. Well, let me tell you what it is. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. Did you hear the directness of the Word of God? God, I want to do your will. Please change this. Please stop the circumstance. Please, please God intervene so that I can do your will. All the while missing the fact that the will of God is through that. Come on, let's give thanks. Let's pray always and let's rejoice in Him. God, I want to do great things for you. Great. Rejoice always. Pray always, give thanks. And notice, uh, I want to go back to that. Rejoice always, rejoice always. Rejoice always. <laughs> Philippians 4 verse 4. Paul who is in prison and once again beaten and tormented and imprisoned for doing the will of God in stocks and in chains. He writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Hang on, let me say it again and rejoice. How many people think that Paul maybe, have a, maybe had a revelation on what actually works in the spirit realm? Don't miss it. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Paul, who is in prison, said, rejoice in the Lord always. Don't confuse. It doesn't say rejoice in your situation, your circumstances. It says rejoice in the Lord always. Why? Because God is good. Enter his gates with thanksgiving into his course with praise. Why? Because the Lord is good. Paul had a revelation that God is good. Has anyone in this room had a revelation that God is good? Oh, give thanks to the Lord for it is good. Come on, it is good. Rejoice always. The word rejoice used in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and Philippians 4, 4 says to be full of cheer Calmly happy, to be glad, to thrive, and to rejoice exceedingly. I can't do that in some of my situations right now in my life. Church, hear me. There's some things in my life I can't do that in, but I can do it in the Lord. 
I can do it in the Lord. I can do it in the Lord. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit stirring me right now. Some of you still are fighting and wrestling in your spirit when I'm talking. When I can get through this, Steve, I'll do this. No, you won't. This is what will get you through it. This is what will get you through it. This is what we get. And it doesn't say it will change it because, come on, some of the people in the Bible, they lived in faith, they died in faith, still believing. Many of the apostles end up laying down their very lives. It's not about escaping trouble. It's actually about arriving to the end of our lives and saying, well done, good and faithful servant. You actually went through the fire, but you did not smell a smoke. It did not derail you. Come on, you went through challenges, but the challenges didn't make you walk away from me. You pressed into me. When you were in pain and in suffering you still lifted up your eyes like Paul in prison and said oh blessed be the name of the the Lord God you are good and I praise you and I thank you that once I was lost but now I am found rejoice always pray continually and give thanks the phrase give thanks there literally means be grateful express gratitude It doesn't mean be thankful just in your heart. It says express gratitude. But please, again, I I almost like can't, I can't really complicate this message. Is that okay? (laughs) Because it says, for this is the will of God for you. But God, I just want to do your will. Great. Then express gratitude to God right here, right now. You know that family relationship? which I have some very challenging ones in my life right now, it is not diminishing the pain and the journey. It is not even weakening the prayers for God, please bring revelation and restoration. It's not doing all of that. But does that grip me and derail me and I focus on the negative and how this looks hopeless? Or even through that, do I declare, thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for the Son. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that while I am waiting, you are working. Come on. While I am wondering and confused, God, you're still working. Thank you, Father, that you can part the Red Sea. You can part the Jordan River. You can raise the dead to life. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This is the will of God for you. Young people, this is the will of God. You want to say, what's the will of God for my life? Give thanks to God. Every day, get up. Give thanks to God. You're going through something at school? Give thanks to God. Not for the situation. Don't miss... Understand me. Am I making sense? It is not a sadistic thing that you ignore the problems and thank God for the problems and the frustration and the hurt and the abuse. It is not what the Bible is saying. It says give thanks to God. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord. Come on. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. God, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We're worshiping and exalting you right now. There is power and thank you, Father. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Interestingly, if I back up to verse 4 and quote that, that's what we just said before, rejoice in the Lord always. Come on, give thanks, praise God, rejoice in Him always. Let me say it again, rejoice. Verse 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. 
your gentleness, not your weakness, your gentleness, which is a controlled strength, which is founded and rooted in the fact that I'm not an accident and God has not stepped off the throne for a moment and left me stranded, but God Almighty is in control and charge of my life and He is doing a good work in me. So I can rejoice in Him. And then it says in verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. How many people think that's ridiculously difficult? Is that just me or you? Come on, we need to be real when we're in the Word. It's okay to be real. Paul in prison, beaten, rejected, says rejoice in God always. I'm going to say it again. Come on, rejoice. I wonder if he said rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I wonder if that was not just an again, but an again and again and again. I wonder if he is talking to himself as much as he is talking to you and I. I wonder if he said, I rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it because people came back straight away with, I can't because I'm so anxious. I'm so worried. I'm so afraid. I've got this problem, that problem. I wonder if that's why he said, let me say it again. And then he said, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation. By prayer and petition, with thanks." giving. I just realized in this moment, many times my prayers are without thanksgiving. Anyone else? When you're desperate, how much place does thanksgiving have in our prayers as opposed to just God help me and get me out of this? God change it, change them. It says, no, no, no. From a place of prison, he said, come on, in every situation, we need to pray, but let's do it with thanksgiving. And that actually means, that word thanksgiving here means gratitude, actively grateful language to God as an act of worship. Grateful language to God as an act of worship. He said, when you pray, make sure you're giving thanks. Give us today our daily bread. How many people know that is a request for needs? But the start is our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We worship and exalt you. You are wonderful. Thanksgiving. It says, and then the peace of God, which transcends or goes beyond your understanding, your ability to understand what you're going through and praying for, it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Oh, I just felt something. I just heard something. It says it will guard your heart and mind in Christ, not in an answer to your prayer. I want my mind to be, heart and mind to be guarded, and I want the peace to come. And I think the peace is going to come when I get the answer to what I'm praying for. And the Bible says, no, it will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, who you have, even while you're waiting for the answer. The peace comes from the person of Jesus because he's the prince of peace. We think the peace comes by the resolution of the resolving of a problem. Come on, church. This is why there's power in thanksgiving because it lifts us from the present problem to the reigning king of kings and lord of lords who's the prince of peace who lives inside of me. While I'm waiting, God is still on the throne. And he says, pray to me, ask me, but thank me in the process because the peace comes from me, not from the answer to your prayer. Oh, also. 
<laughs> Psalm 92, verse 1 to 2. How many people know in Genesis 1 and creation, when God created things, day 1, day 2, day 3, day 4, day 5, day 6, whether it be the, the sun and the moon, the stars, whether it be the plants, the trees, the animals, whether it be people, that when God made them, what did he say? It is, shout it out if you know it. It is good. Why is it good? Because it is a reflection of who he is. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. That's who he is. It was made, it was reflecting the glory of who he is. Are you with me? Everything that God does is good, and what is right is good because it's from God. Now I want you to listen to what it says in Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2. Reading from the New King James, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks to God. Don't miss the simplicity of this. God, I just want to do what you want me to do. Well, give thanks in all situations. That's the will of God. God, I want to do what is good. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. It's not just a good thing to not steal and to not lie. I, in fact, I'm going to be bold here. I think it's an even gooder thing. I think it's an even gooder thing to give thanks to God than to not lie. We think the, the right good thing is not to do the bad thing. No, the right good thing is to do the good thing. It's not so much about the absence of the bad. It's about the presence of the good. And it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And I wonder if some of us who are so trying desperately not to do the bad things so that we can do the good things, maybe we just got it around the wrong way. Maybe if we start doing the good things, I thank God in all circumstances, then we will have the desire for the bad things to start to fall away a bit more. Maybe we put things around the wrong way. Eh, I'm preaching myself happy. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. We're rediscovering the power of thank you, Father. To sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare, not just think, not just feel, but to declare. Do you have any idea the power of what comes out of your mouth? Do you have any idea the power day by day? The Bible talks about no careless words. Some of you prophesy doom and gloom over yourself on a daily basis. It's time to give thanks to the Lord because He is good on a daily basis. Declare, it says, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Let me ask you a question. If you were to sum up the ratio of how much time you talk about your challenges and how much time you thank God, which would win? How much... What would the ratio be between what I do not have and what I, God has given? What would be the ratio between how much further I've got to go and how much better I've got to do and thankfulness that we are a new creation in Christ and we have been born again and I have the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Father. I just want to declare over your life, is that okay? It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. I want to do the will of God. Well, give thanks in every situation. This is the will of God concerning you.
Do you receive the word? And I just want to, as we close and the worship team come back, I'm not going to go through them all now. But let me just, I was gripped by the fact that how many of the New Testament books, the epistles especially, written by the apostles, were founded in thanksgiving. Uh, let me just give you a quick, a couple of these. You don't have to turn to them. Can I just quickly read this? Will you receive this into your spirit? You've got Romans 1 verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4, I always thank God for you because of His grace given to you in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, praise, thanksgiving be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1 verse 15 and 16, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks to God for you, remembering you in my prayers. Philippians 1.3, I thank my God every time I remember you. Colossians 1, 3 and 4, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 and 3, we always thank God for you. 2 Thessalonians 1, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters. 2 Timothy 1, I thank God whom I serve. Philemon 1, verse 4 and 5, I always thank my God as I remember you. In my, anyone hearing a common theme here? I'm praying for you, but it's always I thank God as I pray. I thank God as I pray. I thank God as I pray. First Peter, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise and thanksgiving is God's way. I want to do the will of God. Anyone else? In all circumstances, come on, give thanks to God. So I've got to, God said to give us, give us, anyone part of us, give us a 30-day Thanksgiving challenge. So I'm going to do it. Is that cool? Anyone, oh, I'm going to tell you what it is, and you tell me if you, you want to pick this up. A 30-day Thanksgiving challenge. And if you say, I can't do that because I'm going through it, I declare over your life, that's exactly why you need to do it. Because it is God's way. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We enter His gates with thanksgiving. We enter His courts with praise. Why? Because God is good and He is worthy of praise. It's a simple message tonight, but this is actually what will empower you to be the person you're called to be. This will empower you to be a kingdom-minded person. This will empower this church to have significant influence in a 200-kilometer radius if we become a thankful people because it's so easy to come to church and not be a thankful person. And thanksgiving is what pleases the Father because it actually focuses on him, not us. So here's your 30-day Thanksgiving challenge, church. For 30 days, write this down, journal it on your phone so you can read it, whatever it may be. It's very, very simple. For 30 days, every day, thank Father each day for one thing about God. How does that sound? Something different every day. Thank, thank you, Father, for whatever it may be about God. The second thing is thank you, thank Father each day 
for one thing about yourself. For some of you, that's your greatest challenge. I can't do that. If you can't do it, it's exactly why you need to do it. And if you need to say, Father, I need to see myself through your eyes, please listen to me. Thank God for who He is, but thank God for who you are. The third thing is this. Thank Father each day for one thing about those that you love. And the fourth thing is thank Father each day for, for something about his, one thing about His church. You got that? Every day, something different for 30 days. Thank you, Father, about God. Thank you, Father, about myself. Thank you, Father, for those I love. And thank you, Father, for this church. Will anyone pick that up and receive that? I want to tell you because it's going to shift your focus. I wonder how many shifts and focuses you'll have at the end of 30 days because we actually do what God told us to do. Thank God. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the power and the truth of your word. Thank you, Father, that you know how strong the gravitational pull is towards what we're going through consuming us. And that's why you said to a man in prison, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, rejoice in the Lord always. Say it again, Paul, say it to them again. Come on again, I say rejoice. Yes, please pray, but pray with thanksgiving. Father, we want to do your will. And giving thanks in all circumstances is the will of God. So, Father, we pick up this challenge, this invitation, and may you work in our lives while we're thanking you. But, Lord, help us not to thank you so that you do work in our lives, but, Lord, help us thank you because you just are good. Did you hear me, church? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Why? So that he can answer your prayers. No, enter his gates with thanksgiving for the Lord is good. Let's not use God to get something we want. Let's thank God because he is good. Can I hear an amen? So, Father, bless him, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.